The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, this is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Today's Blitz Rewind starts now. Now, how did the Rockets fans are... uh, That's such a pathetic thing. I know you're down right now because your team sucks. Tough it out, man. Don't boo-hoo and act like this guy's some sort of a conquering hero because he's not. He conquered him last night. Well, yeah, but big deal. Everybody's conquered them. It's a one-legged man. I mean, it's like, this guy literally took a dump on your team and your city on the way out the door. And you guys are out there acting like he's some sort of a hero. Okay, so worst situation. Your guy Deshaun or what's going on with Russell Wilson? My guy Deshaun. Uh, they both sound pretty bad. It'd be more difficult to move Deshaun than it would be Russell Wilson. I mean, from a, from the team standpoint. Yeah. Interestingly enough, I mean, Wilson's agent's been out saying he'll take trades. Watson's agent's just been leaking stuff. He hasn't come out and said, Deshaun will go here or he'll go there. Not being quoted himself. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. Hour number three, 713-780. ESPN's your number, 713-780-3776. Can also get us. What, what are you? I, I was just laughing. Rage is starting us off with hour number three, and you remember the story you told yesterday about uh, Tom Morello and, um, and Ted, Ted Nugent. Nugent and how awesome it was that they were getting along. And Twitter destroyed yeah, Tom yeah. Morello today. Twitter told Tom Morello, "Your white privilege is showing," and Tom Morello had to quote tweet them and say, "I'm not white." And and then somebody tweeted a picture of him and his dad. And they're like, oh, I only see one one black person in this. And, like, Tom Morello is, like, his dad is Kenyan and his mom is white, just like Barack Obama. So if Tom Morello, if, if Barack Obama's black, I've got news for you. Tom Morello is black. I, is, I need uh, to see his birth certificate. This, I know this is very disappointing for you guys who think his white privilege is showing because he's friends with Ted Nugent. My but fa- he, he my, is actually black. My favorite response is somebody going, well, yeah, he was born, and like he listed like his date and his parents' names, and he was born in New York, and then all of a sudden he responded to his own tweet and went, holy crap, he's 56 years old? What the hell is he on? Yeah. Well, what do they say? Black is, don't crack? He is a young-looking fella. He does look young. He doesn't look 56. Yeah. Aren't you 56, Fred? Shut up. Tom Morello looks way better than Fred. But... Like you said, black don't crack. That's not fair to Fred. Justin Timberlake looks way better than you. What difference does it make? All right. But, I mean, Justin Timberlake's like been a model. Yeah, well. He was in a boy band. So was I once. <laughs> but, uh, no, um, yeah, it, it was really disappointing. Because like, there was some guy saying, uh, if if you don't denounce this person and never speak to him again because of his hated, hated, hated and all this stuff, then you're just as bad. It's like it's the exact opposite. Uh, that's you're. That's the kind of person. I hey wish, I could, man. Fuck that. I wish I could find the thread and find that guy so I could I could say his name on air so we could talk about what a turd he is. Because uh, honestly, man, that I, I I thought that was a cool thing, and that they actually get along. And they talk about stuff. Yeah. Because that's how you change people's minds. You make friends with them. You have conversations. 
You learn from them, they learn from you. And maybe it changes your mind. But these, these Or you just have friends that you like specifically don't talk about politics around and no. that's okay too. And and you know what? I mean, you my wife loves talking politics. I I hate it. Uh I hate her politics and she knows it. And then we have really good, a real good friend who's polar opposite. Uh and they have great conversations without getting mad at each other and they just it, and you know, it, it it's it's funny because they they don't agree on that at all, but then we start finding things we do agree on. If she ever cheats on you, it's going to be with him. No, she's got a longer list than that. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, if. But, no, I mean, I, I honestly think that uh, I know her friend's listening. I'm just kidding. His friends will be like, hey, what, you know what he said today? They rat me out all the Snitching time. Snitching ass. Snitches. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but no, I mean, I, I, I think that's, that's how it, it, we used to have discussions about everything. And we'd find out, okay, here's what we agree on. And then we compromise on everything else. And we don't do that anymore. And, and because we've made everything political, you can't even do the most basic stuff. So Tom Morello is not allowed to be friends with Ted Nugent. With a Republican. And, and interestingly enough, I didn't see any Ted Nugent fans saying, oh, you can't be friends with that guy. Uh, no, they pro- they probably uh, they they talk about it at their clan meetings, though. That's probably true. Can you believe Ted's friends with that guy? <laughs> It goes both ways. Uh, one side maybe. is just uh, vocal in a different way. Maybe. But if you're one of those people who are condemning people with different viewpoints from actually having a, a, a relationship, go to hell. And I mean real hell. Like, like just, you know, there's, uh, in, and basically it's not hard to find. You just go to Florida. But just just go there and disappear, man. We don't need, if we could just get rid of all of you guys, the world would be a better place. So... 713-780-ESPN, 713-780-3776, uh, if you want to get in. And uh, I didn't mean to I didn't mean to get on that again. I, I, I do have a, a, a bone to pick with Aaron here. Uh-oh. Not so much Aaron, but just in general. Like, why? So, he sent one of the stories he sent us is SB Nation talking about how Nick Casario is not impressing anyone. So I'm just kind of curious why when SB Nation says that it's on our rundown and it's a story to talk about when I've been saying this now every single day all week long and it's not a story. I'm not sure I understand what's going on. I was on. more so pointing out the fact that they listen to the show and just ah, take notes. Okay. Okay. So do they have them at a 0.52? I don't think they have them at a full-on rating like you do. Uh, okay. okay. But when I was reading through it, I was like, yeah, I haven't heard this stuff all week. <laughs> That's how I was setting it up because I knew that I knew that would be his answer. But uh, I mean, we know there are plenty of people who write blogs and stuff around the city who listen to people on our station and go, "Oh, okay." I'm gonna steal at that. Least, either steal it or at least it confirms what I was thinking. Yeah, but I, honestly, though, I, I don't get. You know, I, I mean, until the guy does something that I say, "Wow, that's a good move," and I mean, I mean, not a, a good move, but a great move. Then I, I'm I'm not going to be impressed yet, and, and I mean I, and I guess I'm grading him on a higher scale because I expected him to be good when he came in, or at least not a not a complete moron. Because that's what everybody told me. It's like, hey, you know what? He's well respected around the league. People like this guy. He would have gotten a GM job somewhere. And everything I see so far is. Jesus Easterby has his hand up his back and he's just moving his mouth while 
Uh, one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. Shout out to the fish. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And maybe I'm wrong about that. And I'd love to give him the benefit of the doubt, but you don't get the benefit of the doubt when this is who you work with. When you were the hand-picked Jack Easterby guy. I mean, if Nick would like to come and sit with us, I'd nobody love- else from the organization is allowed in the building at the same time because I want him to sit there and look both you guys in the eyes and talk and answer questions, but can't have anybody else around here sitting there watching him like they usually send with a PR person. Yeah, well, that I mean, if he wants to come and do that, then he's welcome to. I mean, I'd love to have him in here. But, yeah, we're not going to do an interview with a PR person sitting over in the chair, you know, or Jack Easterby <clears throat> sitting over there doing hand signals, you know. Um, but, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind having him here. I mean, uh, I, I'd like any one of those guys. Whether it's Jesus, whether it's him, whether it's Calvin, then bring him in, man. I, I would love to do it. But, yeah, no PR people. We ain't doing that. I'm just, you know, trying to look out for trying to look out for our show. I mean, did they ever hire a new PR person after they fired Amy Palchik, or is that just another thing that Jackie uh, they, took on? I, I think it went under the radar because I think they hired a white man. No, so they, they didn't make news about it. I'm pretty sure they did the, uh, uh, they just promoted her assistant. Was he a white man? No, it was a girl. Oh, girl. Okay. They, have, they still have a lady uh, PR person then, huh? I feel like they'd make big news out of that because they got a lot of grief for firing a lady PR person. You'd think you'd want to say, hey, we've replaced her with a lady. Hmm. But, you know, I guess that's the PR person's job. I'm, who am I to tell that lady how to do her job, you know? Yeah, honestly. How about some positive PR? I, I don't know. I haven't really. I think they were too busy working on the uh, rebuilding the Texans video series to worry about announcing her. <laughs> but, yeah, I would not want any of those people, though, to be in here while we're interviewing. And, and, and look, I'm not going to. Well, I'll, I'll make fun of him a little bit. I'll, I would I would ask Jack Easterby if he sees those videos now and feels a little bit embarrassed by him. And I'd also ask him how many times he actually did the one fish, two fish bit before it got recorded. One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. I, I, I'd be curious about that, but I'd be good nature about it. So... So do you think they'll address that on one on an upcoming episode of Building the Texans? Of course not. Josh just sent me a screenshot of uh, what 610 is doing tomorrow. J.J. Watt, Farewell Friday. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I heard something about that earlier in the week, how they're, they're giving away a signed J.J. Oh, Watt. Ooh, can't wait to have that on my mantle. Root for the Cardinals. Oof. Oh, boy. That's good stuff right there. That's funny right there. That's funny right there. Oh, boy. It's, uh... I guess we'll play dust in the wind all day tomorrow and talk about... We'll talk about how J.J. We know you're sad, Houston. Yeah, we'll talk about how J.J. died and how we're all going to get over it together. And we're all going to hold hands and remember him. I really think we need, uh... I, mean, I really think we need thoughts and prayers for JJ now that he's dead. Well, he'll be missed. We'll we'll talk about that on Farewell Friday. 
Is that trademarked? I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to uh, get into copyright infringement. Is JJ Watt Farewell Friday copyrighted? Mm, that'd be trouble if so. But either way, we'll just call it uh, JJ's Goodbye Gala, and we'll. Uh, don't don't start that. What rumor. about a so long soiree? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, don't don't use gala because there's already the rumor that that's why I went to be with DeAndre again. That's not uh, fair and mm, not nice. Mm. Don't use that. That's terrible. People shouldn't even be saying stuff like that, and you shouldn't be you shouldn't be exacerbating it. Uh, on the other side of this break, this short break that we're about to take, I want to talk some Astros with you. John and I had a conversation today on Sports Map, and I wanted to get your opinions on it. How about that? How's that sure. for a radio tease? Sure. All right, let me tell you about TGS Insurance. If you own your home, you understand that you've got to have homeowner's insurance. That's just part of the gig. Why would you overpay for it? There's no good answer for that. I'm sure you probably thought you were getting a good deal on some bundle or something, and you probably did for a little while. That's dead and gone now, and you're overpaying for your homeowner's insurance, more than likely. Here's where TGS comes in. Uh, you send a word. You send a text. You text the word money to twenty three twenty three twenty three. They're going to ask for your address. You reply back with that, and they'll send you a full and firm insurance quote within fifteen seconds. And there's no obligation. If you don't like the quote, well, you can throw it out. Uh, but the average customer saving over nine hundred dollars. I saved over a thousand dollars a year. Graham down the hall in sales saved twenty six hundred dollars a year. Think about that. Over over 10 years, that's a Honda Accord. Uh, why wouldn't you make that change? Text the word money to 232323. Start saving right now with TGS Insurance. Hey, figures a year, what it cost me to live. Don't hold it, just say what you feel, but watch your mouth before I flash it. Work. To a place that she didn't know exists. Oh. Mediterranean water my wrist. Ish. Keeping on piss how I'm talking my You're listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You're listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on The Blitz. You know how we would we would do a J.J. farewell? we get a little tiny coffin with a J.J. <laughs> bobblehead in it and a 99 on the outside, and we'd give that to the people. What do you or think? we'd bury it. Yeah, I don't We'd bury it on sacred ground somewhere. Mm. You could sneak it into NRG and bury it. Oh, it's not real grass. Never mind. No. How about the bubble? Work. No, it's not real no. grass. No. Mm. Oh, well. I don't know. We'll figure it out, though. Um, so when John and I were doing sports map videos this morning, and you can go to sportsmap.com and see our, uh, see our video there, um, we got asked a question of the guys who had – Disappointing or injured seasons last year. Bregman, Altuve, Jordan, Yuli. Who do you expect to to have the best bounce back season? Who and who is more? Who is most important? Like who needs to bounce back the most? Who's it most important for the Astros to have back to their old ways? I think it's Bregman. That's what I said. Oh well, damn! I, 
I no, was hoping I, I you mean, would go with Altuve, but well, I, that's who John went with. But okay. I, I mean, I, I think that Bregman uh, Bregman still has an up arrow next to his name, uh, he, and you know, before last season, he was playing. I mean, he was the runner up for the MVP the year before that, so he was playing at a super high level. And that's, I think that's what's required for the Astros to be good again because, to be great again, I should say, because they don't have the dominant pitching. They don't, Justin Verlander ain't walking through that well, door. Well, it looks like Framber may be walking out that door too, as yeah. much as we made fun of it yesterday. Apparently, that may cost them the season. Now, Altuve is, imp- all those guys are important, but I think Bregman coming back and, and turning back into Bregman is, has got to be, that's the most important. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, that's no fun. You know, Jordan, I, I I, don't know if I expect Jordan to, like, I don't think Jordan will have the kind of year he had his rookie year. Well, I, I don't know. I, I don't think you can count on that. I think if you're counting on that, uh, you could be disappointed. Doesn't mean he won't be really good. Right. But it's kind of like we said about Deshaun Watson. Like, you know, when when he came back from his injury, everybody just expected that, what we saw in those first six games or whatever it was, that's just what he was and was always going to be. That's unrealistic. I don't think anybody thought Jordan Alvarez was going to be as good as he was, right? Did you? Like, no, I thought. No, he, he kind of came out of nowhere, to be honest. Yeah, uh, this wasn't a top prospect. This wasn't like a. It was a guy they thought might develop, and then for a year, he certainly did. He blew up. Um, but, I, yeah, so if you're expecting this guy to be. Uh, a guy who played in, what did he play in, 80, 90 games and hit 25, 27 home runs. If you expect, oh, well, he's just going to play in 160 games and he's going to hit 50 home runs. I, w- I would temper expectations on that. I mean, if you get that, great. Great. But just don't count on that, especially coming off double knee surgery. Like, the guy had to, you got to learn how to walk again. If that, I mean, both your knees? Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, that's, I mean, I, I think that's, uh, with with the way, with the, with the technology they have now, I mean, in, injuries are not that big of a deal. No, but I mean, I, they're it, not. If, if he's had, and really, last year, he, he didn't hardly play on the damn thing until he got it fixed, so. Uh, I'm not too worried about that unless he just got fat, which he does look like the kind of guy that could. If he didn't have a knee to walk on for a few months, he and I haven't seen him in spring training because I don't really care about spring training. But I wouldn't count on him being what he was. If he is, that's a bonus. Uh, I think Altuve is important because he was, I mean, throughout this entire run, both the good and, and, and before they were good, he was the one consistent thing. It'd be nice to get back to that consistency. Although with Altuve... The good news for him is even a down year is still pretty good. Like he's not, you know. I mean, and last year was I. I don't. I just. I don't think there's a way he can hit two twenty again. It just doesn't seem possible. I mean, I guess it is because he he did it. Yeah. yeah well, as much as I, I don't think you can expect Alvarez to be what he was, you don't expect Altuve to be what he was last year. This is a career three eleven hitter. I I expect him to like if it's a down year I expect him to be at 275 280. Uh I, and I think if you get that you're okay. Yuli is sort of the wild card. I don't know if Yuli's I mean Yuli who knows how old Yuli is. Yuli might be 150 years old for all we know. I uh, that's ridiculous. He's only 44. Okay. Yeah, but um 
Yeah, I, I don't I don't know what to expect That's out 44 of 44 in Cuban, which really means it's 94. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, Yuli is, if you remember two years ago, the team that was really good, people were ready to bench him about halfway yep. through the season, and then he turned into a monster. Last year, he never had that second half of the season to turn into a monster. So, yeah, I, I suspect he'll probably get off to a slow start again. Everybody will want to bench him, and then he'll get hot. Okay. And Yuli, again, I mean, worst season of his career. A career 287 hitter. He hit 232 last year. But maybe even more alarming was he didn't hit for any power. Six home runs. Yeah, I, 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 I know you're caught up in last year a lot. I, I can't count almost anything that happened that season for any player because it wasn't, there just wasn't enough baseball. to. And, and if we look at 60-game stretches for guys who were on fire, during a regular season, guys who were terrible during a regular season. I mean, George Springer got paid pretty good money for it. Well, George Springer got paid pretty good for several years, though, and and what he did in the postseason. But I, I, I honestly can't look at any last year's numbers and say how they're pertinent to this year. Okay. To me, it was an extended spring training is what it was. And, you know, the postseason I could look at because – you know, by then, I think the players that were there were pretty dialed in, as dialed in as they were going to be. And I think you saw the difference. I mean, the Astros had a losing record, then they get to the playoffs and damn near in the World Series. Well, Yuli had five hits in, uh, again, between the, the Twins, A's, and Rays series. He had a total of five hits. That's not very good. No. Uh, especially when you have 44 plate appearances. Not not ideal. No, he was not good in the playoffs. But, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not going to look at that season as – well, I'm not going to look at that season as anything. It's not the, I'm not going to tell you Carlos Correa is going to be able to duplicate that for 162 games any more than I'm going to tell you Yuli's going to be that much garbage or Altuve is going to be garbage like that for 162 games. I mean, and it wasn't just the – it wasn't just the short season. It was the start spring training, stop spring training, yeah. restart spring training. I mean, last year was a bleep show. It was a mess. And, and, and so I, I, it's really hard for me to look at that. But, like, I mean, it's the same thing I say about the steroid era. It was an equal playing field for everybody. It was. But Everyone that, had the same problems, and some people succeeded, some people didn't. It, it, it was, but that, that doesn't mean that you can take what a guy has done his whole career and use a 60-game sample size of something like that in those situations and say that's who the guy is. I'm not saying that's who anybody is. I'm saying that... No, but you're using that as, as part of your argument about why this guy may be good or this guy may not be, and I'm not. I'm, I'm just throwing that season out. Well, I'm, I'm in Yuli's stand, or like in Yuli's situation, I, I'm, I, I don't think it's unfair to say that it's possible that age is just catching up to him and he's not... A, we, I mean, It is, but go back. let's go back two years and look at where he started the season, what his numbers were. They were exactly what he had last year for the whole season, for the most part. And then look at what he did in the second half of the season. So now, does that mean he's the first half of the season guy? That's what he's going to be the rest of the way? Or with a full season, are we going to get the guy who, who got on fire? Or is the second half of last season an outlier? I mean... Because that was the best stretch of his entire career. It was. And maybe it is the outlier. Maybe last year was was the outlier. Maybe it's somewhere in between. But I, I'm... You know, I know, and I know this is part of what we have to do is sit here and try to figure out what these guys are going to do based on past performances. I just can't use last year in any context for pretty much anybody. It's, it's, it, to me, it was too 
for, for all the sports, baseball was probably the most screwed up by this in terms of how they had to do it, in terms of stopping spring training and starting yeah. spring training. Yes. And I also, and, and let me let me also throw it this way, some of these pitchers that the Astros threw out there last year who looked really good, I can't use that either no. for the same reasons. So, all right, quick break. Uh, a bunch of people still asking for the hockey picks if they missed them. Tampa, Chicago under five and a half. Senators, Flames over six. Last time I'm doing it. Sorry. All right, quick break. It's the Blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. Warning, warning. You're listening to ESPN 97.5. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. Come on, ask if you don't mind how much that RV set you back. Is, and is it a gas guzzler and do you got to pay for storage space? Yes, storage space. But we're, we're building our land out in East Texas and it'll go there. and So I won't have to store it. It does guzzle gas, but it's not as bad as you think. And I will one million dollars it costs. No, if, if you want to hit me up privately, I'll tell you. But I'm not getting into how much something costs on the air. But uh, I would tell you right now, if you're thinking about buying one, they are hard to find because everybody now it might lighten up now that we're loosening the restrictions. But those things are just flying off the lot because everybody is kind of having the same idea. Well, I can't fly anywhere, so let's go get an RV and travel around. And and so we were very lucky to find the one we did because when we, we went to look at a 2006 with like 80,000 miles on it and we took one look at it. And it's like this. Nobody took care of this thing. It looks like it's a it looks like it was used in Breaking Bad and I don't want it. And then they tell us, hey, we haven't put this one up yet. And we went and took one look at it and said, holy bleep. Yeah, this one's perfect. It was 2010 with like 20,000 miles on it. And um, and then when they told us what it cost, we like you got to be kidding me that's ridiculous that's pocket change i wouldn't say it's pocket change it was just it was not much different from what the other one was so we snatched it up right away now we've also you know it's like anything it's like buying a boat you know you're always going to have stuff like because like a frozen pump like a frozen pump that we got to replace now and and you know we had problems with the electric system when we first got it and stuff like that and you know but that's that's what you deal with. I mean, it's just like owning a home. You're going to have those issues. Yeah, yeah. And and, and that was the, the mistake we made is we didn't get out there and make sure all the water was out of that thing before the freeze hit because we were spending too much time trying to do it at home. Did you, uh, did you hear what Dana White had to say today? I did not. Someone brought up that old Wheels Abbott has uh, lifted COVID-19 restrictions in Texas, including a capacity limit for facilities. Did you call him Wheels Abbott? Yes, Governor Wheels. That's not very nice. And you, you made fun of me for saying I'm rolling with Abbott, and I didn't even mean it that way. Well. I mean, yeah, I did, but, you know. Uh, Dana said the city of Dallas turned him down, but now he's working on Houston, wants to bring the UFC to Houston ASAP. Um, he uh, says, you know what, though? I, I just, I bet. He's going to get resistance from Sly and Hidalgo. Probably. Um, he says, I want, to go to, I want to go to Texas ASAP. I'll go in the next two, three weeks. I'm ready to roll. We'll be first. We'll open this thing up. We'll sell it out, and we'll be on our way. 
Uh, he said UFC, UFC 260 on March 27th, which is supposed to be in Vegas, could now be moved to Texas. UFC 261 in April is very much on the table for Texas. He said, I am ready to go. I'd move this one if we could, meaning Saturday's card, if we could. Uh, I told everybody when this opened up, I would be first, and we would go first, and we will. If we could do it, we'd do it. Now, this makes a lot of sense for him because he's done a lot of shows in front of empty crowds, yeah. and the UFC, was the they were the first ones back. They started doing shows in May, and they've been pretty consistent. They've had some. They've lost some fights, but they haven't but they lost a full fight, card. They lose fights all the time to other stuff. So, yep. yeah. Uh, but the idea that they uh, he may do five shows in a row in Texas until the rest of the country opens up because he knows he can sell tickets and he wants to get a packed house. He's he's got to be eager to get that gate again because that's. I mean, it's not like the fighters have been taking less money. No, and no, I, honestly, I love it. I'd love for him to do it, but uh, I would also just point out that uh, I don't know that the local government is going to be down. With I don't it. know well, either. And since if Dallas said no, yeah, that's that's worth. You uh, may uh, need to call Amarillo. I, I have an idea. <laughs> Amarillo by morning. I do have an idea. Since he listens to the show and he's a friend of the show and he's a friend of yours, if Sly says no, he could go about an hour east to a big place called the Ford Arena in Beaumont and sell that thing out because people would pay. People would drive from Houston and New Orleans just to go to a UFC fight in that dang arena. if they they do it in Beaumont, no problem. And Yeah, Beaumont doesn't care. They'll do it. Yeah, there's no no Rona in Beaumont. Yeah, Rona never even hit Beaumont. You know what? That's not that. I mean, because it's on this side of town. That's that's not that far of a drive. So. I guarantee it'd sell out. Um. No, I, I would love for him to to put it here. I just I think there's going to be resistance from, you know, and and he's not my friend. Okay, can we just point that out? Don't call him my friend. Dana White's no, not your you, friend. No, you were talking about Sylvester Turner. No, I said because Dana White is is AJ's friend. Okay, I wouldn't call him my friend. I, don't, no, I, I mean, I think, I think, Dana White doesn't care what I say. No, but he he knows he knows who AJ is. He knows who I am, but that doesn't, doesn't make him a friend. He just he comes on the show and he's trying to give you more credit, but no, that's no, no. We we don't want to misrepresent things <laughs> around here. Uh, but boy, somebody said I work in the RV industry in Indiana, where most of them are built. There's still orders coming in like crazy, and moved there five years ago, but still listens to us every day. So shout nice. out to Darren, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, but I mean, Beaumont would make a lot of sense. I mean, there's. Uh, the problem is, but that's it's not a not, big enough it's not a big building. I mean, it's what does it see? Twelve thousand? That's not going to do it, right? Like he's he's like see, I'm, I would bet if if he could get in Reliant, he would. Or oh, I'm NRG, sure he would. He and would. you know what? I'm pretty sure they'd take anything right now. I bet they would. And Although they did turn away the rodeo, man, they didn't have a choice on that. Really, uh, uh, you could probably fit about ten thousand in uh, Ford Arena. Ten thousand? Yeah, it's not going to get it. I mean, it being the first live sporting event, people are allowed to. You can. People will pay whatever. Uh, it doesn't matter. I mean, I, I don't think. I think he wants more than ten thousand. I think NRG is the place. If it, if we have a vote, I vote on NRG. Let's put it there. Sure. And you know what? You don't have to do full capacity. How about the Alamo Dome? Um, that's not in Houston. No, but if I'm saying if Houston says no, I guess San Antonio would probably say no too. Like now, I why said, why would Dallas I mean, say no? 
you know where they Although need to I call? Guess- Fort Worth. Oh, yeah. Fort Worth will say yes. Of course, what's the biggest venue there, though? Uh, is is what county is Arlington in? Is it in the same? Ca- is it in? No, nah, I think Arlington's technically Dallas. I think. Yeah, I think that's the same county, the Dal- Tarrant County. I think. Okay. Um, there's got. I mean, hell, they could do it outdoors. Well, do it, it in TCU Stadium. It, it's somebody said they could go to the Woodlands Pavilion and set something up outside. No. If you're gonna if you're gonna set up something outside, you're gonna go to a bigger capacity. Yeah, you go to TDECU. There's forty thousand seats there. And Ooh, Arlington does fall on Tarrant County line, but Tarrant County encompasses Fort Worth, not Dallas. That's what I'm saying. I know. I knew it was like you cross. It's it's like I think right before you get to Lone Star, or right after where you get to Grand Prairie. Yeah, Grand Prairie's on one side, right. Arlington's on the okay. other side. Okay, and Fort Worth will say, hey, we'll have your damn fighting show here. Ooh, Texas Motor Speedway, if you're going to do it outdoors. Of course, you, yeah. that, the problem with that is there's no configuration where yeah, you can actually no good see the fights. Yeah, there's no good seating there. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I, th- I, think, uh, I, I think NRG would work. And you know what? You don't have to do full capacity. You could do every other row, and you'd still get 30,000, 40,000 people yep. in there. It has my stamp of approval. If I had run for mayor and won like I should have, then you know what? We'd be having it here. Dana, bring it on. We'll work it out. I'll pull some strings. Let me call the gov. Yeah. Why don't you call, uh, you let me call the gov and you call Lena. I mean, you guys, you guys are on the same page politically. All right. So I, I think, I, and I, I think I made, the governor's already said go. Yeah. So my call's easy. Hey, bud, thanks. You need to call Sly. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. You've doing got that. his phone number. You voted for him the first time, not the last time, because he didn't. He didn't tell the truth. So, nope, not contacting Sly. Not happening. I'll just rip him when he makes a decision that I disagree with, because that's what everybody does, right? That that's how the world works. Yep. There was a time I would have worked it out with him, but you know what? I'm just. I'm going to join the rest of the knuckleheads on social media and just hey nope you're a turd sorry 713-780-ESPN I wonder if they're going to start I, you know what I've, I've actually got a friend who's on the board so I'll ask him I wonder if they when they they canceled the rodeo I wonder if they could redo it now for like June or something I don't know if they push it all the way back because that's a pretty damn big event yeah and a lot of money and it's not like that stadium's going to be used for anything else just keep the roof closed, of course. I mean, they already had it pushed back to May. Right. And they decided May wasn't going to be close enough. No, but I mean, you, you put it back another month now that it's opened back up. If they're going to allow people at events, I think you could do it. Because part of it was they hadn't even said when they were going to let people back in, right? Right. I, I think city government still won't let it happen. Yeah, that's that's going to be interesting to see how much power they have. That's what I'm curious about. I mean, because they're all like, oh, this is a terrible idea. This is a terrible idea. Well, And I get the idea, and, and I'm for the idea, by the way, of letting businesses decide if they want to let you in with a mask or absolutely. not. Absolutely. Like, What's it wrong should, with that? It, like, there's going to be people who are saying, oh, I'm not going to go to your business if you make me wear a mask. Okay. Those, those one- businesses are aware of that, and they they're okay with that. And, and I like I think it should be up to the businesses to decide if you, and because I'll be honest, it, six months ago, 
if there was a ma- like the uh, if the mask rule was gone and you had to make a decision to eat somewhere where they or go into a bar where they didn't have anyone in mask, I just wouldn't go there and and I wouldn't fault them that it, that'd be what it is. Uh, but I think that really it should kind of be up to NRG if they want to allow something like this. Yeah, I agree. And it's up to individual people if they go that hey, here's the rules. Yeah, all good. I mean it, it's. Yeah. And by now, everybody knows. It's not like you like you don't know there's a risk if you want to do this. Yeah. And I, I I think also almost everybody's had it now. And more and people who haven't had it are getting vaccinated. It's I mean it's. And I'm I'm saying all this. I, I don't think that I would go to a, a UFC oh, event what? at NRG. Yeah, I bet you'd go. Although I, I'll be honest, it's I, a UFC. I don't know that you'd go to anything else, but I guarantee you, if you had an opportunity to go sit ringside. Okay, and Derek's fighting or something. Well, on Sunday, I am announcing uh, the Fury fights on UFC Fight Pass. Here, uh, it, it's downtown at uh, Bayou Event Center. I've got to get there early to take a COVID test, and everybody who goes into the technical area around the cage is getting a COVID test before the event. You're not allowed to leave the technical area until the event's over. I'm pretty comfortable with that. Yeah, that's not a problem. I don't um, see why that's a big deal. So you'd probably do the same thing if you were going to be covering the fights ringside for a UFC event. Well, or that you just get to show them your little card here after your next uh, bite. That might work, too. Yeah. How much longer you got on that? Uh, a week from today. Okay, so you had the four-week one, huh? Yes. Yeah, so I, I go back on the 25th for my second okay. one. Uh, all right. Did I give away the grambling thing yet? Okay. Football's not over at 646. Caller 2 to 713-780-3776. Wins a pair of tickets to the State Fair Classic Spring Grit Game at Globe Life Park in Arlington. See one of the fiercest rivalries in SWAC football. Easy for me to say. SWAC football history as the Prairie View Panthers take on the Grambling Tigers Saturday, March 13th at Globe Life Park in Arlington. And for the HBCU fans, enjoy a live halftime concert featuring R&B group Drew Hill. Get your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. There we go. We'll be right back. One segment to go. It's a blitz on ESPN 97.5. Now in your absence, I will heed the course of lonely loss. This is the blitz on ESPN 97.5. All right. Got to tell you about Pro Dunk Hoops. That's the site you'd go to if you wanted the best basketball hoop in the whole wide world. ProDunkHoops.com. Uh, they've got... Their goal is better than anybody's because they've got the thickest steel of any goal on the market. They've got a backboard so strong that if it breaks or cracks for any reason, they're going to replace it for free. That's just how they do it. And they've got a design to fit your home, your driveway, your backyard. They've even got a fully portable version uh, if you've got a picky HOA. And all of those are adjustable from 10 feet to 5 feet with just the turn of a handle. So any age can play, can get out there, can have fun. Because that's what it's all about, right? That's what you want your kids doing. You want them out there having a good time, and that's how they do. You can't you can't have fun if you can't make baskets. So uh, that's that's the way to do it. Get your new hoops goal today. Uh, they've got a, a ton of variety. Like I said, they've got tons of accessories. Two eight one three five one ninety eight twenty two, or you can see it all online at produnkhoops.com. That's produnkhoops.com.
You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. I'm listening to you say you can't have fun if you don't make hoops, and I'm thinking about your kids' first couple games where they didn't exactly. score a basket. It wasn't fun. No. But thanks to that hoop skull, they're all better. And they're all better now. <laughs> all right. Let's do a little Hoffman on Hollywood. Uh, let's start with a little Hoffman on Austin Hollywood sort of thing. Sad news. I don't know if you've ever been. I bet you've been, Aaron. The Alamo Draft House on 6th Street at the Ritz. The old Ritz. Uh, yep. 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 They announced today it will close for good. That sucks. I mean, it does suck. That's... One of the coolest places. Yeah. Um, I got I got to go to a, two events that that stick out to me there when I was back when I was a celebrity. I used to get invited to do celebrity things. Uh, I got to go to a sneak preview of No Country for Old Men with a uh, a Coen Brothers Q and A. Oh, that's pretty cool. That was cool, and I was also asked to host a. Uh, the Hostel, the world premiere of Hostel, an Eli Roth movie. Yeah. And I got to sit up on stage and basically interview Eli Roth and do a, a, a Q&A with him and take, you know, I was able to take questions from the audience and stuff. But one of the coolest things I've ever gotten to do as a radio guy, I thought, I'm a horror film nerd, as you guys yeah, know. Yeah, no, that, that would have been fun. So it was a big deal for me, but that is one of the coolest places. Uh, my one, My best friend in high school, his name was Will. His brother used to work the door at the Ritz when we were kids, uh, so we got to go in there every once in a while and have an illegal beverage, and uh, and then it became a theater, and it, I mean, just a, a really, really cool venue, so I'm, I'm sad to see that go. Is it all of them, or is it just the... They're all temporarily closed, but they announced that that one will not reopen. That sucks. Uh, the Disney CEO says kind of what we've all been thinking. Movie releases will never go back to the old way. Mm. Uh, and listen, Disney has, with Disney Plus, found a way to monetize things. Right. That said, we all know what movies make the most money every single year. Cartoon movies. Yeah. So if this guy's saying, we're not well, getting that anymore. Comic, comic graphic novels, we like to call them now. Right. Even, <laughs> But I'm even talking like kids movies yeah like i mean superhero movies make a lot of money but no, those any, make the most but any yeah. animated movie kills it pretty much yeah. like you big hero and all yeah that that's i mean it's money in the bank um so the fact that that they're willing to say bob bob chapka chapik is saying that it's never going to go back to the old way that that's a pretty telling sign uh they, they still don't know if Disney's going to commit to a traditional theater-only release for Black Widow, which is scheduled for May 7th after getting bumped out of 2020. Um, so it may end up... It, but, of course, the, you know, as we hear, U.S. will have enough vaccines for every adult in the country by the end of May. Maybe things change, but uh, it could be the... Like, they're saying Black Widow could be the big theaters are back movie, but there's low expectations within the industry that... Theaters yeah. will ever be back to what they were, and I have zero interest in that movie. I'll watch it because she, it's an MCU. Yeah, movie. but I mean, she's like the most. As much as I love her as an actor, she's probably the least most interesting character of all of them, along with Hawkeye. Uh, sticking in the comic book world, as we know, the Snyder Cut officially premieres on HBO Max in what two weeks? Yeah, and he uh, Snyder has given some things, uh, some more information about. The Joker and the the reason for his new look, um, you know, which listen, 
We, we that was we, a bad look. It was a bad look. He looked like goth girl from earlier. It in was the show. tacky. Yeah. I, I said it. It just. It's not. I don't know. I, I didn't like it. But um, he said what inspired it was uh, a, a post-apocalyptic world that I'm a huge fan of. And really, the idea was that as the movies progress, the next, mo- the next movie, if there ever was one, and it doesn't seem like there ever will be, but if there was, it would exist primarily in that world with them trying to set it right. Uh, and for he says that's what made him change the look of the Joker. Um, and people got to see the new look in the trailer, and he already looks better than he did in, in the Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad yeah. So, I, I mean, it's, it's already a big difference, but... Uh, I, I still don't know if Jared Leto is the right guy for that job. Right, you know what? Without all the goofiness, he may be great. But all right, I'm, I just want to prepare everybody. The Snyder Cut is going to suck, okay? I know everybody thinks this is going to be some great thing. The guy's track record is not all that great. Just prepare yourselves for four hours of, oh, I was expecting a hell of a lot more than that. And finally, Fred, I know that you're a big fan of cover songs, and you're a big fan of Queen. Yeah. So I found a Queen cover song that I want you to hear. Who did Queen cover? Nope. That that's it's someone covering Queen. Is this like the Do you like this? No. I find it catchy, honestly. When I, well, I mean, honestly, I don't hate it. It's it's a Dixieland cover. Well, yeah, there's there's a, a Dixie band that covered a whole bunch of stuff, like Thunderstruck and things like that, which is pretty cool. So I don't mind when people do stuff like this. I don't really care about this particular version, but I don't hate it. All right. Uh, Aaron, where are you going? Where are you all gussied up? I am going to dinner with my family. There was so I was supposed to be off two weeks ago on Fat Tuesday and Ash Wednesday because one of my favorite restaurants, Brennan's of Houston, always does a big Mardi Gras party. Well, the entire city froze over at that point, so they decided they had to push it back, and they're going to do it tonight. And since we don't have late hits tonight, then uh, they decided on, to get on rush out. And Where are you going? Brennan's of Houston. Oh, fancy! Look at look at how fancy you are. That's yeah. your favorite place, right? Uh, probably. That's where you guys go on your anniversary and stuff. Yep. That's your go-to. Good for you. All right. So yeah. As soon as uh, as soon as we wrap up here, make sure everything goes back to normal for uh, the overnight, and then rush over there. We've learned a lot about Aaron's uh, eating habits today and his history. He grew up getting a certain type of barbecue. He goes to a certain restaurant all the time for important events. Good stuff. And uh, Josh texted me and said, Dickie's Arena, brand new in Fort Worth. So they may have something ready to go there. I think it's like 14000 though. I don't know. Oh, okay. All right, that's going to wrap it up. Great job, Aaron. Good job, AJ. Lousy job, me. We'll try it again tomorrow. Till then, stay sportsy, bitches. SPS. 97.5.